the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I have never used an emoji. Not in a text message, not on Twitter, and I don't do Facebook. Uh, I'm just not an emoji kind of guy. Might be a little too cutesy for me. I don't know. It's a good thing because I might have been accused of being a racist if I had used the wrong one. Somebody named Alejandra Marquez Jansi wrote a piece with this headline. Quote, which skin color emoji should you use? The answer can be more complex than you think, unquote. Then she writes, Heath Rosella identifies as three-quarters white and one-quarter Filipino. When texting, he chooses a yellow emoji instead of a skin tone option because he feels it doesn't represent any specific ethnicity or color, unquote. I'm sorry, but I really don't care how Heath identifies himself, but he's obviously serious about it. Here's a quote from Heath, quote, I present as very pale, very light-skinned. Do you notice that people just aren't light-skinned or pale? They present as, so I present as five foot six. I'm kind of a small guy, but I'm extremely handsome. But anyway, I present as very pale, very light-skinned. And if I use the white emoji, I feel like I'm betraying the part of myself that's Filipino. But if I use a darker color emoji, which maybe more closely matches what I see when I look at my whole family, it's not what the world sees, and people tend to judge that. It's an emoji. He thinks that people judge him based on the color of a stinking emoji he puts on a tweet or somewhere else. Is there an emoji that stands for getting over yourself, I wonder? Anyway, Heath is uh, talking about the thumbs-up emoji. And according to the story, five skin tone options became available for hand gesture emojis back in 2015. That was a, a very important date in history, obviously. Here's another quote from an opera singer in Germany named Sarai Kohl. Quote, I use the brown one that matches me. I have some friends who use the brown ones, too, but they are not brown themselves. This confuses me, unquote. Sarai might be putting just a little bit too much emphasis and paying a little bit too much attention to the color of her friend's emojis. She is, according to the story, by the way, originally from California, and she identifies as black and American descendant of slavery. She threw that in there, okay? I don't have time to read you the whole story, but it gets even more ridiculous as it goes along. But here's the best part. The writer, Alejandra marquez Jansi. Works for NPR. Yep. You had money confiscated from your you to pay for this insanity. Anyway, speaking of insanity, the Penguins will be playing hockey tonight in Ottawa. That's ground zero in the worldwide revolt against COVID stupidity. Josh Yoey covers the Penguins for The Athletic. He'll be here with an eyewitness account. And in our second half hour, Selena Zito on the stupid responses to the collapse of the Fern Hollow Bridge. Stick around. I'm guessing there's an emoji for smoking. I don't know what it is, but if it is, just picture one in your mind right now as I tell you about MyNicotineTest.com, which is your way to quit smoking. And I got to believe that the vast majority of people who smoke do want to quit, and most of those people have a really, really tough time doing it. That's why if you are one of those people, you need to go to MyNicotineTest.com. This is a, a test uh, that actually, and a procedure that actually has a 70% ex- uh, success rate, 7 out of 10, and you don't have to be ready to quit entirely because you get to quit at your own pace. And this is all based on a urine test that you take 
that uh, indicates your nicotine levels, and from that you are given a program to follow that makes it much easier for you to quit. And the cost of three My Nicotine Tests is, test, uh, is about what you pay for a carton of cigarettes. And it doesn't just work for cigarettes. It works for vaping, smokeless, and chewing tobacco. Again, 70% success rate. And now for a limited time, you receive your expert tobacco coaching free with a nicotine test purchase. That's MyNicotineTest.com. You can stop without the cravings and cold turkey withdrawals that keep you smoking. Check it out. MyNicotineTest.com. MyNicotineTest.com. Let's ring in the new year by checking off an important to-do. Your old videotapes and photos are fading as each year passes. VCRs are becoming extinct, and the clock is ticking to save your family's most cherished memories. Hi, I'm Adam Baselogger. And I'm Nick Mako. We started Legacy Box to help you preserve your captured moments by converting all your videotapes, photos, and even film reels into perfectly preserved digital files. Legacy Box is the easiest resolution to do and can be done in minutes. Just fill your Legacy Box, send it in, and we'll send it back with your memories perfectly preserved. Legacy Box is the world's largest digitizer of home movies and photos. All the work is done right here in the USA, and over a million customers have trusted Legacy Box. Let's kick off the new year right by rescuing your memories that haven't been watched or enjoyed in years. Order your Legacy Box today. Go to LegacyBox.com slash LBOX for 40% off your Legacy Box. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX for 40% off. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life, and he created the Giza Dream bedsheets. They look and feel great which means an even better night's sleep for you. This is John Steigerwald. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza, and his latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you're going to receive 60% off the Giza Dream Sheets. That comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. You'll receive a set for as low as $39.99. For a limited time with any purchase, you'll receive Mike's soft cover book free when you use promo code STAG. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Square, and use promo code STAG. Along with this offer, you'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 1-800-716-8087, use the promo code STAG, or visit MyPillow.com and use the promo code STAG. Are you wondering if this year you'll still be asking why it seems so easy for other people to find love, but so hard for me? If you're feeling the pain of being alone and are tired of everyone around you finding their soulmates and leaving you behind, then get ready to remove the barriers to finding the marriage of your dreams and start believing it's possible for you. Hi, I'm Jackie Dorman. Join me in my Married in 12 Months Challenge, where I'll teach you why now is your time to find love. What are the lies that are holding you back? Why God wants you to be married, the biblical law of attraction, and the tools you need to become a bride. Listen, if you deeply desire to be married, but you're still single, you should be doing something about it. Sign up for my free Married in 12 Months 5-Day Challenge at lovestories.com. The only thing you have to lose is the pain of being alone on your journey. So join me at lovestories.com. That's lovestories.com. This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Yep, the Penguins are playing a hockey game tonight in Ottawa, which, in case you've missed it, uh, has become the epicenter of the, the uh, what's now a worldwide revolt against COVID insanity, stupidity. Uh, in Canada, it's actually been more evil than stupid, I think. Josh Yoey covers the Penguins for The Athletic. He's right in the middle of the revolt, I think. He joins us now. Josh, thanks for coming on. How you doing? <laughs> John, I, I, I'm good. I'm actually uh, right outside the arena as we speak, which, for those who haven't been here, is in a town called Canada, which is actually about uh, 15 miles south of downtown Ottawa. Uh, all is quiet here in Canada, I will say. Uh, so is it spelled the same as Canada? No, it's spelled with a K, Canada. Uh, uh, and, and I should say all is quiet here because only 500 citizens are allowed in the yeah, arena. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm... that's why there's... And I noticed, gee, there's no traffic. And oh, yeah, that's why there's nobody going to be here tonight except for me. <laughs> so we don't we don't have to be prepared uh, to have trouble hearing you because of honking. Then, <laughs> no, it's, no, it's that's not not a concern at all. <laughs> and if any of the honk the honk, I don't know if they're throwing the honkers in jail yet. 
Well, I think that's a, that's they a the, given. Well, they threw the one, uh, they, they grabbed the 78-year-old great-grandfather. That, that video, mm-hmm. sir, I don't know if you saw that, it, it's been everywhere. Uh, he's a 78-year-old great-grandfather, and they put him in handcuffs because he honked at a truck, a trucker, and gave him the thumbs-up sign, and they dragged him out of his car. Or no, they, 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 he was already on the street, but they dragged him into a cop car, and they, I don't know if they you know, mm-hmm. took him to prison, and he's never going to be seen again. I don't know what happened to him, but that's what How they did. How about that? Yeah. yeah, my mom sent me that video this morning, in fact. That was rather horrifying. And, yeah. and the latest I'm hearing... You know, it's being spread around here anyway. Is that all of those truckers, all of those people are actually Americans? Oh, are they? So there's no Canadians yeah, there on driving the trucks. American. Yeah, they're all, they're not Canadians. They're all Americans just causing trouble. Well, that's really so. funny because uh, I just thought of this. <laughs> you know, I, I uh, my mother's Canadian, and I spent a lot of time as a kid, and you know, a lot of summers mm-hmm. up there. And I made I made friends with Canadian kids. You know, when, and we were teenagers. Sure. Um, the kids that I knew in Canada, and I only just thought of this a few minutes ago. I had forgotten about it. They used to refer to Americans as honkers. They they told us, you guys are honkers. And, uh, you know, back then the word honkies was out there, but not honkers. And the reason they – and this is funny because of what's going on up there now, and now their people are claiming they're Americans because they called Americans honkers because uh, they were known to these kids – for honking at them when they were crossing the street instead of just letting them cross the street, as opposed to the overly polite Canadians, you know, who would let you have a picnic in the middle of the street and not ever think of dare, dare, dare uh, to honk at you and ask you to move. So well, ma- maybe that's why they're claiming they're Americans, because they are honkers. Well, I, that makes sense for anyone yeah. who's spent time in New York City. That's where most of the honkers are. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's really a different world there, but it, uh, it, it's just... John, it's a bizarre feeling up here, and it, for those who don't know, my ex-wife and my children live in Kingston, Ontario, which is about 100 miles away from here, Yeah, and uh, so I spend a lot of time up here, too, and I know you'll agree with me. Uh, some of the nicest people I've met in my life are Canadian. No I, I love the people here. Not some I, I, of they, the nicest people I've ever met are Canadian. Yes, but they come yeah. by that reputation very honestly. They really do, um, but there's just a feeling of paranoia in Canada right now, and I, I sense it every time I'm here, and it, it's just uncomfortable. Yeah. It, it really is. Yeah, I was going to uh, uh, get to that. You're, 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 you've been on the show here a couple of times and uh, talking about going, trying to get into the country to visit your kids who live there in Kingston with your mm-hmm. ex-wife. Uh, run that, that bias real quick, what, what you had to put up with and how long you had to go without seeing your kids and what you had to go through when you went in. Yeah, I was unable to see them for, gosh, it was about seven or eight months when the pandemic hit. And I was able to go up in the fall of 2020, finally. I was able to cross the border. And uh, the best part of it was, at the border, I was told I had to leave my mask on while I was driving. And I said, well, I'm by myself. (laughs) And the the Border Patrol guy, he said, listen, I don't make the rules. I'm telling you, there could be a $100,000 fine if you're pulled over. And not you're not, not a $100 fine. A yeah, $100,000. Right. They're big on big fines oh. up there. Uh-huh. So I put my mask on because I wasn't yeah. going to mess around with that. Right. Um, but that was, that was quite the introduction into the country. It made me feel welcome. Yeah. And uh, then I had to go to a hotel for two weeks in quarantine. For two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, until I was able to see my children or anyone. And when I say I couldn't leave the room, I, I literally could not leave the room. The only way I had food, I just ordered takeout nonstop, and they, they would leave it at the door for me. And uh, somebody from the Canadian government would call me once a day, not on my cell phone, but on the landline in the hotel just to make sure that I was still there. Um, it was a very unpleasant two weeks, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And in fact, when my when my sentence ended at midnight, how's this for an illustration? Uh, at midnight, I mean at twelve oh one, I was out of the door and went oh, to take a yeah. walk outside. Two weeks. And <laughs> the very moment when the news broke that Donald Trump had COVID, and I see uh, the Canadians in the lobby watching it and kind of laughing about it because they hated him so much and he had COVID. And I'm thinking, oh, right. now it's funny that somebody has COVID, but I had to stay in a hotel room <laughs> for two weeks. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, uh, you know, you're a you're a, you're a hockey writer, and uh, I know what the, what it's like to be. Well, I didn't. I I kind of know what it's like to be on the beat because I've known many guys who had that job um, to be uh, covering baseball or hockey. And you don't travel with the team; you chase the team around on commercial flights. Yeah. Um, and so and so, you also stay in a lot of hotels and motels around the around North America. I, I just, I, I mean. It's hard for me to even uh, imagine being stuck within the confines of a stinking, I don't know, I'm guessing you weren't staying in a palatial hotel. You were staying in a motel somewhere. Uh, to be stuck in one of those rooms for two weeks and not yeah. be allowed outside the door, that's prison. That, that's uh, It's very close to being in a jail cell. You got a TV and yeah. everything, but still. It, it, it was, and there's a courtyard Marriott. It's they were they were so nice because they felt bad about the situation, so they said we're going to put you in a suite at least if that makes you feel better. I said, well, that's that's very kind of you. I, I, it wasn't their fault, you know. Yeah. They don't they could get their hotel shut down if they don't follow those right, rules. Right. I understood. I understood that, but it was miserable. And I have to mention, you, you talked about uh, you know being on the beat. Um, I have been driving so much more than usual lately because flying into Canada right now. It is just miserable. I actually drove from Boston to Ottawa yesterday just oh. because I didn't want to deal with the airport. How long of a ride is that? About six or seven hours. Beautiful drive through yeah. New Hampshire and Vermont. I actually yeah. loved it. It was, it was very peaceful and enjoyable. But I'm dealing. I, I was uh, in Western Canada back in uh, November with uh, Dave Molinari, the hockey uh, Hall of Fame writer. Yeah, good friend of mine. And my God, the the trouble we had in every airport because. That was the week when vaccination cards had to go on your phone in Canada. Oh, it had man. to be mobile. It couldn't be a piece of paper. Yep. And we didn't have that in America. All we had was a piece of paper. So yep. they weren't going to let us on planes in Calgary. It was unbelievable. Well, I have not been on a plane in, I'm going to say, 11 or 12 years. Uh, and if I were had been in your situation in Boston, I wouldn't ever, uh, even in, in good times, just under normal stupid airport security before COVID, I'm driving. If it's six hours, I'm getting in my car and I'm driving. I'm not. I'm not flying. So I, I don't blame uh, you for, for driving. I'd have done the same thing. Uh, by the way, I, I I see your tweets, John, about people walking around with masks on in Mount Lebanon outside. Oh yeah. Boy, would you have a field day if you were in Boston, Massachusetts, for a day? Because it's big I was up the there. only person not wearing. I was the only person not wearing a mask just walking to a restaurant one night, and I got a couple of dirty looks. And it took me a minute to figure out why they were looking at me like that, but that's what it was. <laughs> wow. And so um, we're talking to Josh Yoey. He's in Ottawa, uh, the, the epicenter, as I said, of the worldwide now revolt against government COVID <laughs> insanity. Um, I got to ask you, have, have any of the Canadian and – and Josh covers the Penguins for The Athletic – have any of the Canadian players on the team, at least off the record, if you've ever had a chance to just talk to them about something other than hockey, have they offered any opinions on what's happening there, the truck convoy? Or over this last couple years, when they've known what you've had to do, had to go through to get in to see your kids and, and seen what the, the absolute, I was going to say insanity, but the absolute evil that's been going on in Canada for the last two years, any of them comment on it, obviously off the record? You know, they haven't, really. I'll tell you one thing that's interesting. I'm sure many of your listeners are aware that Sidney Crosby is one goal away from his 500th right. career goal, which right. sadly could happen in an empty building tonight in mm -hmm. his home country's capital, which is, I'm sure that makes him feel great. Yeah. But, you know, he'll have to he'll talk to the media after the game if he scores it, and I'm curious if somebody's going to ask him about it. I, I don't think it's something he wishes to discuss publicly. Yeah. Um, but I, I can tell you this. A lot of players on the Penguins roster whom I've spoken with, um, both American, Canadian, and European, um, are absolutely furious by the policies that the NHL is putting them through. And they have since been relaxed a little bit with the daily testing. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were just livid with it. All of these guys testing positive with no symptoms, couldn't play for two weeks. And more than anything, they just hate playing games in Canada right now because of everything they have to deal with. And and I can speak from my standpoint. I've been on the beat for 13 years. I enjoy traveling. The Canadian games are usually my favorite. Sure, I love going great. to Montreal. Me or, too. Yeah, you know, Western Canada. Uh, these are Toronto. These are great cities. 
and they love hockey so much that they're great places to cover a hockey game in. But right now, it, the fun has been completely sapped out of it, and you're just happy, really. I get to see my kids tomorrow. I'm happy about that. Yeah. But in general, if you're here for work, you're just happy to get out of the country because you can't really go out to eat. Everything's shut down, and, and you have to go through you know all the COVID testing just to get into the country, and it, it's a lot. I think, I think you told the story about uh, going to see your kid um, and what happened with his him and his hockey team uh, when you were on here before? Can you retell that story? Oh well, yes, uh, sure. I, uh, my seven year old's pretty good hockey player, and I was told that uh, I was not allowed in the building because I had been in America in the last two weeks. And I said, "Well, I, here's my vaccination card, and uh, here's my negative test from yesterday." And they said, "It doesn't matter," uh, and in fact. It was going to turn out that he wasn't going to be able to play for two weeks uh, because he had been in contact with somebody who had been in America um, within a two-week period. So, luckily, the, the president of the Hockey Federation—it wasn't his fault. Yeah. Uh, these are just federal guidelines that they have to go by. Um, He—I spoke with him, and they very quickly made some changes so that that would not be the case moving forward, which I appreciate. But it, it was—I mean, I, that's about as furious as I've ever been in my life. I think that. Well, you you had to drive all the way up there. Oh and, yes, and hadn't seen your kid in how long? Yeah, it had been a couple of months, and yeah, so that's the kind of stuff. And it's not the people. I can't stress that enough. It's mm-hmm. the government guidelines. Stupid. That the government guidelines are. I mean, it just blows you away, really. And it's almost as though the people here they are nice, and they're almost so polite that they just kind of let it go. Yep. And, you know, sometimes a little bit of common sense needs to intervene. Yeah, they had they have a um, just a strong feeling for their government and trust in their government that it's yeah. actually kind of unhealthy. That's made that's right. been made obvious the last couple of years. They just do what they're told. So I'm guessing Pierre Trudeau won't be dropping the ceremonial puck tonight at the game. <laughs> I'm guessing that's a that's a pretty safe bet indeed. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I, I wish it would be, what would be great is if if they had a you know a regular sold out crowd or a, a really good crowd in the building, and Trudeau actually was scheduled to come out and you know drop the puck because the booing would just be just great to hear. Uh, just imagine how oh. much he would get booed anywhere in Canada right now. I, I would have to think so. Um, I, maybe not by everybody, um, but he certainly has some supporters. But my goodness, uh, there would certainly be some. And like I said, the biggest thing for me just covering this game tonight, I feel legitimately sorry for Sidney Crosby. Um, 500 goals, that's the big NHL milestone. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And last year, you'll recall, John, he played his 1,000th career game in Pittsburgh in front of an empty building yeah, uh, right when the season had begun. No fans were allowed in the building. So he had that milestone in front of nobody, and there's a good chance he gets one of the big milestones of his career tonight in his home country, which adores him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and for those who don't know, and I, you've probably made the assumption, Sidney Crosby is the nicest professional athlete I've dealt with in my life. He might he's be the nicest person being. in North America, uh, you know, he's, he, uh, hockey or otherwise. Um, I mean, this is this guy. This is a special guy, and he deserves to be celebrated and to have a big night. And for him to potentially do this in an empty building tonight, it, honestly, it turns my stomach a little bit just for him. Yeah, I, I got about a minute left, Josh. Uh, we're talking, finishing up with Josh Yoey covers the Penguins for the Athletic. He's in Ottawa right now. I have to ask you a hockey question. I got about a minute. How good are the Penguins? Oh, they're really good. Uh, they're they're better than I anticipated they would be. There are probably seven or eight teams in the NHL that can win the Stanley Cup this season, and they are one of them. Um, all the big names remain, and they can still score goals, and they're deep and talented, but the biggest deal has been Tristan Jari, the goaltender who was left for dead after last season yeah. when he struggled in the playoffs against the Islanders. He's one of the five best goalies in hockey right now. He has been spectacular all season. He's not playing tonight. He's getting a night off, but if he keeps playing like this, um, and if they stay healthy, there's a real chance they, they have another play them, even though their stars are aging. Well, it'll be, be interesting. Hey, Josh, always good to have you on. Uh, enjoy yourself, if that's possible, um, <laughs> in Ottawa. I, I think I'd find it pretty interesting to be there just to see what's going on. But uh, thanks for coming on, and uh, enjoy the game. 
I will avoid honking my horn at any cost tonight. <laughs> but uh, always a pleasure to be on the show, my friend. Take uh, care. All right. Thanks, Josh. And we'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Day four of the truck blockade at the Key Bridge connecting Detroit to Windsor, Ontario. We're beginning to hear from some frustrated automakers. The Freedom Truck Convoy, as it's called, is a protest of Canada's COVID restrictions. It's blocking the routine flow of traffic at the busiest U.S.-Canada border crossing, the Ambassador Bridge between Detroit and Windsor, Ontario. Ford, Toyota, and GM have shut down plants or otherwise limited production because they can't get the parts they say they need. Ford says this hurts customers, auto workers, suppliers, communities, and companies on both sides of the border. Windsor, Canada's mayor says they haven't removed the protesters because they don't want to inflame things. But he said they won't let the protest go on indefinitely. I'm Rita Foley. The Dow is off 485 points. The Nasdaq down 238. This is SRN News. Enrolls you into recurring automated text messages. Message data rates may apply. Jen, happy new year. It's so great to see you guys. You too, Sarah. I hope this isn't weird, but wow, Sam looks really good. A little weird, but thanks. Seriously, what's his secret? He's taking Nugenics and he loves it. The testosterone booster you see on TV? Yes, it's really amazing. I read up on it and the patented key ingredient, Testafin, helps boost free testosterone levels to trim up and stay lean. John's gotta try it. He should. It's easy. Just text and get a complimentary bottle. John will be happy you did. Nugenics helps increase lean muscle so you feel stronger with more energy and endurance. And you'll like it too if you know what I mean. Ooh, how do I order again? Just send them a text. Text BOSS to 231231 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Plus, text now and we'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, our most powerful fat incinerator ever to help you get back into shape fast absolutely free. Text BOSS to 231231. That's BOSS to 231231. Dr. Sebastian Gorka looks down the road. This isn't about getting beyond the virus. This is your life forever. Children being trained to wear masks for years and years and years. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 3, right before John Steigerwald at 5 on AM 1250. The answer. Hi, this is John Steigerwald for Indian Motorcycle of Pittsburgh. It's a new year and time for a new ride. The time is now to place your reservation on a brand new 2022 Indian Motorcycle. Because while the demand is at an all-time high, supply is very low. Reserve today. You'll be ready to take priority delivery when the new 2022s arrive. Don't miss your chance. Order now. Visit pitcycles.com today. Indian Motorcycle of Pittsburgh in Warrendale, next to Jurgles. Always wear your helmet, never drink and ride. You've all heard it in the news, folks. Heating costs are surging through the roof. But right now, Eden Pure is offering an amazing discount on their Gen 40 heater. This five-pound Gen 40 produces 50% more heat than the big box heaters that are seven times its size. The Gen 40 superheater is efficient. It produces infrared heat using advanced micro-solid-state technology with built-in safety Shut off, and it comes with a remote control for you. So for a limited time, the Eden Pure Gen 40 is $200 off the regular price. People all over the country are reporting massive savings on their heating bills. So keep warm and save money because right now it's the perfect time to buy more than one. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Use discount code RADIO20. That's RADIO20. And you'll get an additional $20 off. That's $220 total savings by going to EdenPureDeals.com right now. Use discount code RADIO20, that's RADIO20, and shipping is free. AM 1250 and FM 92.5, The Answer, WPGP, Pittsburgh, W223CS, Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on The Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got The Answer. On the Parkway East this afternoon, you'll see it stacking up on the outbound side. Boulevard of the Allies to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Some pretty heavy delays there. Looks like 12 to 15 minutes extra. On the inbound side, busy 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Stacking up Parkway West inbound between Green Tree and the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Volume delays outbound 51 Midwood Avenue to Library Road. On Crosstown Boulevard, you'll see delays as you approach Liberty Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. 
Tonight we'll see mostly cloudy skies. Expect a nighttime low of 28. Some sunshine expected for tomorrow. Then increasing clouds. It will be breezy with a passing shower or two in the afternoon. We'll reach a high tomorrow of 50. Saturday will start off the weekend with cloudy skies. It'll be breezy with a bit of snow. Little to no accumulation is expected, however. We'll reach a high Saturday of 34. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. Well, as I missed it, uh, no bridges around here collapsed today, but it is early. Um, lots of bridges are in bad shape, and so far only one has collapsed. That would be the Fern Hollow Bridge. I'm not sure who's to blame. I'm guessing Donald Trump, maybe. Uh, Selena Zito is a columnist for the Washington Examiner. She's a former columnist for the Pittsburgh Tribune Review. She wrote a column about this for the Examiner, and she joins us now. Selena, good to have you on again. It's been a while. Thanks for having me, and I am now a Sunday columnist for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Oh, that's right. I forgot to mention that. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, that's okay. I didn't know. I couldn't remember if I told you or not. Yeah, I think you did last time, and I forgot. So, uh, But uh, the other thing is, the next time you're on, I'm going to make a list of the, the newspapers you don't write for. <laughs> that'll, that'll be easier. Because <laughs> uh, you show up in the New York Post and the Washington Examiner. You're a big star on Fox. So... <laughs> You're doing all right for your, you're, you're doing all right for yourself. So not bad for a Northsider, right? Yeah. So I was <laughs> kidding, I think, when I said Donald Trump was to blame, but uh, I didn't miss by much, according to the Democrats, did I? No, you didn't. So I wrote about this piece, and people can check out my the piece. I do write for three newspapers. Um, you can just go to my website. It's my name, SelenaZito dot com. But um, I wrote about this in the Examiner because. It, it it sort of really got under my skin uh, on the day that this uh, the Fern Hollow Bridge went down. In that, when when the all clear was announced, meaning no one had perished, no one died, no one was even seriously injured, which by the way is a remarkable miracle. Yeah. Uh, the first thing that our governor Tom Wolf tweeted was um, blaming the Republicans uh, for for th- uh, this bridge not having been fixed, in that he, they br- blamed them because, you know, shame on, I think he said shame on them for not supporting the infrastructure bill. Yeah. And, and the thing, first of all, in that moment, it, it, he was wrong. It, it wasn't just informa- misinformation. It was a flat-out lie. That bridge was never on the infrastructure bill list. Uh, that was not something that was going to be paid by the infrastructure bill. And so you can you can you can say what you want about your political opponents, but but to immediately make a, a, a nearly averted um, tragedy uh, about divisive politics, I thought was wrong-headed. I would think that the first thing, as the governor of the state, governors are supposed to be more dispassionate. They're supposed to be more executive in their demeanor. Um, he, what he should have talked about was the five police officers who arrived, arrived on the scene within moments of it happening. It was pitch black at the time. There was this hissing sound going off because a natural gas um, line had been ruptured. The smell was um, uh, everywhere. And they rappelled down that ravine and formed a human chain to to rescue people. And while no one had been seriously injured, one of the most, you know, sort of critical moments was that it was, I don't know, it was like four degrees that day. So you have to really worry about exposure. Okay, you're not hurt, but you're going to be exposed in the elements. So I thought that that moment, and I think that everyone, no matter what your political beliefs are, you want your leaders to be aspirational, to make people feel part of something bigger and better. And instead, it was just a continuation of divisive politics. And and that is what's wrong in our political climate right now. It shouldn't have been about politics. It was a lie when he said it. 
He's not been called on it, nor has anything happened, by the way, for him illegally voting this past November, which is another thing that gets under my skin. Uh, and and so that was the, what I wrote about this week. Now, uh, so, but what does it say about uh, Wolf that he immediately went to politics? Uh, that that uh, you describe it as being really pretty. Um, I don't know. It's just crass. It, yeah, crass. It's just it just the lack of class, I guess. I was looking for the word. Yeah, to their you know, and, and I should say to their great credit, both Mayor Ganey and Chief Executive uh, Rich Fitzgerald, they immediately talked about the first responders, mm-hmm. about the people that were there. They did the right thing. But Wolf, you know, uh it made it political and, and, and I just think that says a lot about sort of the people that we place in leadership these days. We really need to be very uh, much more thoughtful about um, about who we decide are going to run our our larger governments. Uh, and and do we really want an ideologue there, or do we want a good manager? Do we want a good executive? Do we want a good leader? Because leaders talk, especially in a moment of a tragedy, about thanking the people that help avert it rather than immediately going after their opponent. Yeah, and, um, you know, it would have been, I think maybe the reason, uh, maybe you can comment on this, but when the mayor and the the county executive react, it might be because they're not removed from it the way the governor is sitting out in Harrisburg. These are these are guys who actually have crossed that bridge and who know people right. uh, who live in the neighborhoods affected by it. The governor's sitting up there in Harrisburg, and it just shows a kind of a callousness. And ah, it's back in Pittsburgh. Who cares? Well, you really hit on a really important point. You said far removed. Yeah. And that's the problem, not just with our elected officials, but also the leaders in our corporations, in academia, in institutions, but also in Hollywood and entertainment, and even the, the um, um, larger sports entities. They're far removed from the people that they serve or who buy their products yep. and or whose butts are in their seats. And they make these decisions sitting in centers of wealth and power, mm-hmm. and they are completely disconnected from the people that they serve. And, and that has been a problem in our culture for a very long time, and it is what has led to this sort of conservative populism that we have seen since 2006. And, and the people who don't understand it the most are the ones that have that are in power, like Tom Wolf. Um, but even like the you know heads of the NFL and the NBA, they were wildly out of step with their um, with their viewers and with the people who um, you know, sit in their stadiums or in their basketball um, courts because they've made uh, corporate decisions that are uh, sort of social justice statements that are far removed from the people who save a lot of money to go to their games. Yeah. Um, so um, what, you have spoken to the people directly affected by the loss of the bridge on the on the uh, you know in, on the ground there well, what did they tell you well they 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 really did uh, to my uh, to the earlier point they made they were thankful for the way they did the, the composure uh that both um Fitzgerald and Ganey yeah. um, kept during the entire thing. They were not happy with the spectacle that Wolf made out of it. They were not happy with well, the way Biden talked about it. A little less so. He, um, uh, it, it, it can be understand why he would be misinformed about it or not have all the facts because we, we um, because he's not you know he's not from this state. But also, Wolf should he doesn't know what planet he's on. But that's another issue. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a completely different story. Yeah. Um, but but Wolf, Wolf should know better. You mm-hmm. know, the thing about Tom Wolf is because he's quiet, people don't think of him as an ideologue. Mm-hmm. However, that I, I would argue that has not been the case the entire time that he has been governor, but he has been able to get away with it because he has a uh, quiet demeanor. 
Yeah, um, and what do you mean when you say that Wolf and others, you, the way you put it was, and you've kind of described it here, but it was, well, I like the way you put it, they elevate politics over heroes. That's pretty much what you're saying here. Well, they, 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 they do. They, politics, they are trying to make politics the hero of everything. They're, whatever their tribe is, that's the hero of the moment. Mm-hmm. We were better than the Republicans and not the true heroes that were there. And you, all, you, you have to wonder, like, you had to think, I'm like, is this a political thing? Is he, like, afraid to say that the police officers did a good job? Does this go against his political um, orthodoxy? Is this not something that he wants to talk about? Because I certainly, it certainly crossed my mind to wonder about that. Yeah, um, and no Democrat in the city, or I guess the county, is going to pay a price for that bridge going out, uh, getting back to politics here, but uh, will anybody, is anybody going to pay the price for this? Well, I mean, I really think there needs to be, there needs to be a lot of scrutiny about what we, what city government does with the money. I mean, I don't know if you remember this, this was a very underreported um, event that happened last year. But quietly, uh, under the Peduto administration, there was, I believe the number is 16, $16 million spent on lowering the wattage in all the streetlights. Why? Because it helps climate change. Oh, boy, I didn't now, know that. That's a good one. Um, so wh- how is that a priority? That will make little to, z- that will make, no, I'm not going to say little. That's that's a complete lie. That makes zero difference in a carbon imprint. Zero difference. But think about if, if carbon imprint, if that's the most important thing in your ideology, well, look how much it's going to be made to rebuild a bridge. Yep. Um, and, and you've been traveling around the country talking to people for several years. You, you predicted, uh, and we're talking to Selena Zito, a Washington Examiner, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, and, uh, and at selenazito.com. Um, so you've been traveling around the country talking to people for several years, and you predicted a Trump win in 2020 uh, in your book called The Great Revolt. So what are you hearing now, and what do you make of Biden polling in the 30s now? What do you make of what's happening right now? Not surprised. I, uh, and, and I have a story about this on Sunday. This, uh, his fall from grace with the American people. Uh, happened when the 13 soldiers died in Afghanistan in the days and weeks after that in the way that we prosecuted that exit from Afghanistan. Uh, the negligence in that moment, plus the arrogance of saying government knows better, you don't know what, what, what is best, uh, is what has caused sort of what I call the Great Awakening. Where people, it's not a left-right thing, but it's an inside-outside thing. And, and, and what happened in Afghanistan in the way that the people have reacted to it, um, has, has sort of filtered down into how they feel about the mandate and, and how the pandemic has been handled. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the job losses, all the, um, lives lost, how much um, this, how crime has risen. There's been so many societal upheaval um, in the name of this pandemic and the amount of power used by the government for political gain has, has really changed people that would not normally be center-right. But they have been pushed center-right because they feel as though they are so outside and so disconnected from the people in power uh, that they that they cannot they, they just they've lost um, their faith in it. You know, if you the thing that has really that I have really seen upset people, um, people that normally wouldn't consider themselves sort of anti-Biden, is how everything in the if you criticize something, all of a sudden everything you say is either racist or fascist. Oh yeah. In other words. If you do not believe in their orthodoxy, if you do not believe what they believe, then you must be a racist. That is the only thing, that is the only answer to everything. It is the connective tissue with elites calling someone a racist. And if you just think about this, just because you're a Democrat and you voted for Biden, but you hear people on commentary 
on social media, on cable news, calling everyone who disagrees with the government racist. Well, don't you think that half of these people have family members who are Republicans or friends yeah. or are married to someone or children? And they look at their family and say, well, not racist. Well, the well word- then I need to sort of rethink this whole thing well, and that is it, what has happened yeah part of it selena is that the word racist doesn't mean anything anymore because it's just if you disagree with me you're a racist and it used to mean that you believed that as a white person that you belong to a race that was superior to some other race that's racism and and there's not there there just aren't that many people walking around who have that feeling i only have about a minute and a half left and i want to ask you uh, as someone who's driven around the united states and and uh, gone and talked to the people what do you think of the uh, the uprising in Canada, why it took so long, and could it happen here? Uh, I mean, that's really a grassroots, if there ever was one, that's it's, it. It is really a grassroots effort, and boy, talk about calling people racist just because they showed up yeah. to, 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 to criticize their government. You know, I think, I think Canadians have really shown us that that you know they've said like a kinship now their mandates are much stricter than ours yeah. even though we have ridiculous mandates uh but i i think that it has shown it's part of this awakening people are done people are done yeah. they're but, just done yeah but uh, do you think can you picture um thousands and thousands of trucks in the capital of the united states in dc um, I could I could see them in state capitals. Absolutely. I don't know. It, 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 I think that uh, that our government would make it literally impossible to do. Okay. However, that doesn't mean people won't do it. Well, yeah. And if, and if they if it would happen, how quickly would uh, the Democrats bail cave? Uh, well, you already see the caving. Yeah. I already oh, you already time. see yeah. all the. Yeah. All of a sudden it's it's chic to say the pandemic is over. Yes. Well, guess what? People have thought that for at least nine months. Yeah. So nobody believes that you think it's okay now. They know they can see through the fact that you know your politics is collapsing. Selena, I'm out of time. Selena and I uh, really appreciate you coming on. SelenaZito.com. You can find all her stuff there. Always good to have you on. Great stuff you're doing and keep it up and I'll be following you and we'll have you on again soon, I hope. Sounds great. Thank you. Okay, that's Selena Zito. We'll be right back. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Stoggerwall. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate at windowsarrustpittsburgh.com. Find them at the Pittsburgh Remodeling Expo at Heinz Field beginning February 11th. windowsarrustpittsburgh.com. Windows are This is Sebastian Gorka, and I want to invite you to join me for a powerful travel opportunity that will likely become the highlight of your year. I'm headed to Israel in November 2022 for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour of the key sites and best places meant to give you an unprecedented view of a world you've likely only read or heard about. Together, we'll uncover key geopolitical insights as we unpack Israel's significance on the world stage. You'll return home empowered by the experience. If you ever dreamt of visiting Israel, this is your opportunity. Come with me in 2022. For more information, call 855-565-5519 or book online at Stand with IsraelTour.com, 855-565-5519 or stand with IsraelTour.com. 
Do your pets have the same energy they used to? Do they have problems with itching, scratching, a dull coat, or goopy ears? Then your pets need Dinovite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. For over 20 years, pet owners have trusted Dinovite to supplement their pet's diet. We started Dinovite and in our first box, we noticed a difference. Dinovite is an all-natural daily supplement made from whole foods that helps support your pet's immune system, digestion, skin, and coat. Within three weeks, he's not scratching and itching, and he's an all-around happier dog. Today's commercial pet foods are processed at high temperatures, which bakes out all the essential goodness. These processed foods can lack the essential vitamins, enzymes, and probiotics that contribute to overall good health. Adding a scoop of Dynavite to your pet's food bowl is the answer. If you love your pets as much as I do, you'll want to do what's best for them to live long, healthy, happy lives. I have two cats and two dogs. All four of them are on the Dynavite. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Well, let's finish with a little sports note here. The Major League Baseball apparently uh, has uh, agreed on going to a universal DH. Uh, they're also not getting close on anything else, apparently. Uh, Rob Manford, the, com- the uh, commissioner, said that uh, the universal DH seems to be approved, have been approved, not officially yet. But um, if, until you hear the two, these two words in the negotiations, salary cap, if you don't hear that, it's not worth paying attention to any of it because if there's not one of those, it won't change anything for the Pirates. Um, they'll still be a small market team, and they'll, they won't be able to hold on to their – any great player that they happen to develop will be gone. They won't be able to keep them. Uh, so that's what you got going on. And the universal DH, uh, I know if you if – you, I, I was a seam head. I did major, minor league baseball play-by-play for three years. I wanted to be a baseball announcer. Loved baseball. It was my favorite sport. I didn't watch one pitch this past season of any game, including the World Series. But the DH uh, stinks, and it's bad for the game, and it will make the game more DH. And well, a DH in the National League will make the games more boring than they actually already are. And here's the pro- the thing that people don't talk about enough when it comes to the designated hitter: it allows a player to be a hitter without being in the field and playing defense. Uh, Ortiz was just named uh, elected to the Hall of Fame a few day, uh, well, a couple weeks ago, whatever it was. He's half a player; doesn't play defense. So I hope they never go to spring training. They're supposed to go next week. Hope I hope they don't show up at all. See you next year with a salary cap or nothing. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.